Hello, wonderful friends. Welcome to Faith FM Drive Time. Welcome to Big Q&A. This is a show where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion, and the Bible. This is the show where we look at world religion trends in the light of Bible prophecy. Hi, my name is Pastor Will Moala, pastor of the Para Vista and Gaula Seventh-day Adventist Churches here in beautiful Adelaide. And it's wonderful to be able to share with you guys this evening. This week you're in for a treat because we're taking as our theme God's message for today. And today we're asking the question, does God have a message for our time? And today in the co-host seat, I have with me the wonderful Pastor Joseph Matichich. Pastor Joseph is the General Secretary of the Seventh-day Adventist Church here in Adelaide. Welcome to the studio, Joseph. Yeah, thank you, Will. Great to be able to be here again. Well, as uh, I think for those who are, who are regular listeners, we, we do the Monday evening slot. And so... Um, Probably just to be open and vulnerable with our, our listeners tonight. It's something that we're kind of warming up to, and uh, it's, a, it's a role that we've been uh, given. And I, I, I think that we are slowly learning and getting used to how to navigate the controls here in the studio. <laughs> For those who are listening and you're driving, um, you know, doing radio is is probably a new thing for me and a, perhaps for you as well, Pastor Joseph. And so um, I think we're, we're slowly learning. And if our good friend, uh, Pastor Gary Hodgkin, is listening, uh, we hope you enjoy a well-deserved long service leave. Because uh, isn't that right, Pastor, yes, uh, Pastor yes, Joseph? Yes, yep, yep. Gary's uh, uh, taking a break, and so yeah, he'll be he'll be on leave for the next few <laughs> weeks. And uh, yeah, yeah, hopefully he does get, a, a, a as you said, a, a well-deserved break. He deserves it. Um, he does a lot of work here on drive time, of course. Um, and... Um, yeah, it, it would be good for him to, to have, be able to have that break. And so, yeah, in, in his absence, uh, some others of us are sort of stepping in and taking on a bit more of a role. And um, it's good to be able to share the, the, the hosting uh, with you, William. I've um, I've been hosting in the last few Mondays, uh, but now we've you and I have swapped seats. Swapped, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah uh, absolutely. Uh, swapped roles here um, uh, on drive time, and uh, and that's good too. Um, gives gives both of us an opportunity to to mix it up a little bit yeah like before we jump into the world uh watch segment which we always do um every night we uh host a program um what did you get up to on the this past weekend joseph i know you're putting on your spot here but um did you anything exciting over the weekend i know you would have been well on saturday i uh, went and uh, preached at our uh, for our group down at victor harbour um, oh okay yeah and that was that was nice and then um uh yesterday uh spent time um Outside in their garden, did some pruning, uh, some of my fruit trees, and uh, and also oh, um, and then um, preparing a couple of rooms for for painting. Re- re- going to repaint um, some of the rooms in the house. Oh, okay, what type of tr- fruit trees you got going on at your place? A variety. Uh, it was almonds that I was pruning yesterday, but we also got apples, pears, uh, a couple of apricots. That's awesome. I mean. I must admit, I'm not a green thumb myself. I don't really garden as such, but I always my people who have that skill, at least that, um, Gardening, you know, that gardening's great. Great. It's great. It's therapeutic. It's, uh, uh-huh. it, it clears the head, uh, and it's really, really enjoyable to see. Th- uh, as things grow, uh, get fruit from it, uh, eat from it, and um, yeah, you, you gain a lot, you learn a lot, and uh, it's it, it is work uh, yeah. at times, quite a bit of hard work to to keep things maintained at times, um, growing, uh, cultivated, uh-huh. but but rewarding overall. Yeah, awesome. Um, well, we're going to jump right into our Well Watch segment, and um, 
this evening I want to share with our listeners a, an article that was um, on the Sydney Morning Herald um, online there, uh, dated June 27, so it's um, just uh, a few weeks ago. And the uh, t- title of the article is, Faith is a Quest for More Light, Not a List of Dogmas. And, and this particular article is penned by um, a, a fellow by the name of Jim Pilmer. And Jim is actually an, an Anglican priest. So if uh, Jim is listening this evening, uh, welcome to the show. And we hope that you're enjoying <laughs> our program this evening. But uh, Jim has this, int- there's an interesting article that Jim uh, that authored about faith. And his basic premise is um, that it's it's not just it's not just a list of dogmas. It's not just a list of, you know, rules of, of things that we, we cannot, cannot do. And let me just share the, the opening lines. And I just want to touch on a few things, uh, that I really resonate in his, uh, article here. And so he begins by saying, uh, may I reveal a little known fact about Christians? Um, not all of us who go to church have this faith business cut and dried. I love how he said that. Mm. He says, I suspect this may be the case for some who belong to other religions too. So-called people of faith are not required to leave common sense at the door as they come to worship at the temple, synagogue or mosque, meeting house or church. Nor are they expected to blindly accept doctrines that insult their intelligence or don't resonate with where they're at in real life. Those who presume this to be a prerequisite for religious adherence are missing the point of the spiritual journey, which is to explore meaning within a given framework and with reference to particular background of sacred texts, revelation, history, wisdom, and tradition. Um, So just as before we continue on in that article, uh, I love, Joseph, how he talks about that uh, religion is not just about as he said earlier, it's not just, you know, um, blindly accepting doctrines um, as he's penned that insult their intelligent. I love that because there's a perception, at least with certain people who look at people of faith, that, you know, as he's, this article says that, you know, we just leave our intelligence at the door. It's just this blind faith. It's just, you know, for, you know, the, you know, the intellectually weak, you know, and, and what well, he's challenging that. He's saying, no, 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 that really, you know, faith, people of faith, it's not, it's not just this, uh, you know, subjective experience, but it's, it's, you know, it's actually affects the way they live. And just like to hear a couple of your thoughts on this, Joseph. I like how he said here that people miss who have this type of picture of people who have faith. He says that the point of the spiritual journey, which is actually exploring meaning. And, you know, that is a huge word, uh, Joseph, that you and I can probably open up just uh, very briefly, um, this idea of meaning. You know, what gives meaning to our lives? And I love how he, he this article says from uh, Mr. Jim, he says that the point of the spiritual journey is to explore meaning. When you hear that word meaning, uh, Pastor Joseph, now we can't speak for people of other faiths, but but in a Christian context, uh, what do you see when we when that word meaning is in in the conversation? Uh, I think I see there um, a couple of things. One is that there needs to be um, some some evidence. There needs to be um, some um, uh, yes yeah, some basis for for for, for faith for, for meaning. Yeah. Um, but there all there also needs to be some yeah an element of, of faith combined with it as well. So. Um, yeah, meaning is not just some 
esoteric, some yeah, you know, uh, airy fairy kind of a thing. It, it is grounded in uh, grounded in facts. It, it is grounded in in, in information. And and uh, for me personally, as a, a Bible believing Christian, uh, my meaning is derived from um, trusting fully the Word of God, the, the, the Bible, as uh-huh. um, as my basis for rule and faith and practice. Um, and um, and and sh- and putting faith in that, and committing my life uh, to that, and um, and then applying that to my life, th- those teachings, yeah. and and seeking to, uh, to to live according to that. Yeah. So so yeah, um, I I like the way it kind of expresses there that um, faith isn't when we come to it as Christians. The article there, he he said, is a matter of leaving. What did he say? Is it putting our, our our leaving our minds yeah. at the door or blindly um, accepting doctrines and. Yeah, you know, leaving uh, our common sense at the door. Leaving our common yeah. sense at the door reminds <laughs> that reminds me of Isaiah, um, where in Isaiah chapter one, um, God actually puts out an invitation, says, "Come now, let us reason together." Yeah, Isaiah yeah. one eighteen. Come now, let us reason together. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, God wants us to to use our reason. God God wants us to use our minds. Amen. And um, when it talks about meaning, I just think uh, as well. Um, you know, when you think about the big questions of life, where did I come from? Why am I here? You know, where am I going? I yes. think meaning really kind of fits into the the picture of, you know, why are we here? Well, what's the meaning? What's the purpose of life? Yes. And I think that's regardless of your faith background, that's a question that, that everyone must must uh, seriously contemplate and answer is what's the purpose of life? And I think for, for us tonight, uh, Pastor Joseph, as Christians, we found that within the context of the Christian, you know, Christian Judeo worldview is of, of this of this creator God and he creates us and and by virtue of God as creator he he doesn't just create you know for the sake of creating he no. he has a, a specific purpose so just a couple of more points um just in the article so he mentions this idea of meaning if i just going to go down here he talks about um humans um having a fundamental and enduring need to uh, seek answers to life's big questions and so he says there, just moving on, supported by a community of faith and the rituals which give it identity, the inner self can be nourished to help withstand much of what life throws at us. And see, again, the article talks about that, that we all, uh, Pastor Joseph, we all as human beings, as, as people, there is a, is, there's a sati- insatiable desire to know. And he says here in the article, we have a fundamental and enduring need to seek answers to life's big questions. And so what the article, what uh, Jim is basically proposing is that that religion, uh, faith offers answers to some of those real questions that gnaw at us, that really keep us up at night, you know, because... As we all know, um, you know, you could, your life could be great. You could have a good job. You could have a good marriage. You could have a good car. You know, you all the things that we would aspire to have to think that we've successful. But then perhaps even people who have aspired to success in the, in the world, somehow along the lines, they don't feel that fulfillment. I mean, I'm thinking of a particular, uh, documentary I'd seen, you know, a few months ago about, um, the, the, the Hollywood uh, actress slash singer Whitney Houston. You probably mm. remember her. She yes. was a star in the mid eighties, and and just watching that documentary of her, how she just slowly just just went down this slippery slope mm. where she got caught up in drugs and alcohol, and and you know ultimately you know uh, committed suicide. Well, mm. 
the doco was kind of raising whether she died or not, you know, how exactly caused, but she died. Yeah. And I couldn't help but wondering, uh, watching that past Joseph and, you know, here's a person who supposedly would have everything that, that we would want, money, yeah. fame, fortune. Yes. And yet somehow people who are up that top don't actually uh, find that level of fulfillment and meaning. So what the article is saying is that that is a question, whether you're rich or poor, famous or not, is how do you and I, how do we as humans find meaning? That They are indeed, William, the, the three ultimate questions of life. They are the three biggest questions. Yep. Where did I come from? Mm-hmm. Why am I here? Where am I going? You, you, you're spot on correct. And um, it, it uh, that experience, a sad, tragic experience of someone like uh, Whitney Houston, along with uh, some other very rich and famous people, demonstrates what you are bringing out in the sense that um, – uh, the things of the here and the now yeah. um, that we can have, possessions, um, our performance, uh, status, uh, relationships, uh, you name it, in the here and now here, ultimately the, none of them last forever. And uh, and so the ultimate meaning to life, we see that, that people are sensing that there's that there must be something more. Yeah. Uh, and sadly, if some of them don't discover it, well, they... They end up with sometimes in, in, in you know in, in total despair or in in, in, in tragic result, and yeah. so that's where faith in God and the uh, the promises of the Bible uh, give us that 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 added dimension, that yeah. eternal eternal perspective um, that shows us um, the answers to those to the, not just those big three questions of God, um, but also gives us that that peace I- even in the here and now. And so that's 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 why it's really significant. Yeah, yeah. And so um, just kind of just wrapping up this this quick article here. Just he mentions right at the at the end there, almost kind of uh, throws this idea. He says he uh, right at the last part of the article. He says for the most part. Uh, being born into a particular belief system is a matter of random selection. This raises its own questions for reflection about divine purpose, interfaith relationships, and the respect and goodwill, which could and should exist between people who, from different perspectives, seek meaning, peace, and fulfillment in their lives. Yeah, he just has that little part there, um, jo- Pastor Joseph, talks about you know, whether you were born into a particular uh, belief system is a matter of random selection. And I've heard this from the other side of the fence where people say, well, the only reason you're religious because you grew up in a religious home. And you know, I think there's some logic and truth to that, that, you know, that perhaps your environment may have, um, you know, formulated your early uh, uh, ideas and thinking. But one thing we know about uh, the God that we serve is that he's able to penetrate yeah. regardless of one's cultural, religious, spiritual background. And, and in a quest for truth, they end up finding the, the person of Jesus Christ in the Gospels. So, um, yeah, it's interesting. He kind of made this idea of, you know, whether we were born into a particular belief system. It raises its own questions for reflection about divine purpose and interfaith relationships. So, um, so yeah, I just thought I wanted to share that with our listeners tonight. Um, but I, I like that, 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 that really nugget in the middle, that the point of the spiritual journey is to explore meaning. Uh, as Christians, you know, whether you're a, you know, uh, he talks about whatever faith system it is, he's saying that, that faith, uh, being part of a religious community, it's, it's, it's helping us to find those questions, answers to those questions that we, that we all wrestle with from time to time. 
because yeah. faith faith by nature by de- by very definition is uh is something that cannot be just be defined or or, or defined by logic it, it is it, it is there's a supernatural element to it william and so um it it's faith is uh-huh. uh, the unseen uh, faith is seeing the invisible, yep. and so therefore, uh, it, it's it's that element that really uh, enables uh, believers, those who have faith, sure, uh, to be able to, uh, I guess, to to have something more to life than just what's in the here and now, just what's the visible, just the tangible. Yeah, absolutely, Pastor Joseph. Okay, we're just going to go to a break in just a couple of minutes. But before we do that, um, I'd like to uh, propose a, a book offer for our listeners tonight. And the book that we're going to be offering this evening is a cracker of a book by Pastor Mark Finley. And the title of this book is Hope for Troubled Times, How to Thrive in a Shattered World. And just read the little bit on the back here. It says, as the coronavirus pandemic has reminded us, we live in a sin-sick world, catastrophic Catastrophes surround us, but we can surrender our fears to Jesus. He is the answer to overwhelming fears that consume our energy, rob our joy, and ruin our health. Fear is an emotion, but faith is an attitude, and focus is a choice. I love how you put that. Fear is an emotion, but faith is an attitude, and focus is a choice. So if you're listening tonight, uh, we would love to send you out a copy of Pastor Mark Finley's book, Hope for Troubled Times. If you would like a copy, why don't you reach out to us by sending us, uh, by texting the word HOPE to our drive time number uh, 0488-880-811. That is 0488-880-811. And if you text us uh, your name and your address uh, with the code word HOPE, uh, we would love to uh, send you out a copy. It's a small book, but it is jam-packed and it's especially relevant for the times in which we are living in at this very moment. Okay, so we're going to head off to some music now. We'd like to play for you a song and we'll be back in just a moment.
does the Bible say about the end of the world? Faith FM's free offer today is the final events of Bible Prophecy DVD. Exploring what the Bible says about the future and other topics you've heard of, like the rapture, the second coming, and many more. This DVD is available in several languages, including Mandarin, French, Spanish, and Portuguese. To get your free final events DVD, go to faithfm.com.au forward slash offers or call us on 1-800-FAITH-FM. That's 1-800-324-843. And welcome back. You're listening to Faith FM Drive Time, big Q&A with myself, Pastor Will Moala. And tonight, today, my co-host is Pastor Joseph Matichich. Pastor Joseph is the General Secretary for the Seventh-day Adventist Church here in South Australia. So if you're tuning in just now, tonight we are taking as our theme for the rest of this week, God's message for today. I'm super excited to, uh, to hear what Pastor Joseph has to say to us this evening. And today we are asking the question for tonight. Does God have a message for our time? And so, uh, Pastor Joseph, um, I know that you've been preparing and, and getting ready to, to share, not just for tonight, but actually for the next five weeks. We're really just going to unpack this, this idea of, of God giving this this message for for our people in our time, and so I thought that the question I just want to lead in uh, to to uh, set this up for us tonight is: Does God really have a message for our time? And and what what do you think that you can share with our listeners tonight, Pastor Joseph? Yeah, thank you, William. Look, yeah, we are kicking off a in a sense like a new series uh, tonight. So we're we're just um, sort of setting the scene today, and um, this is going to be unpacked um, not just the rest of this week, but for the next uh, next five weeks here. And uh, really, really looking forward to our other presenters, the other co-hosts um, over the next uh, few weeks, uh, sharing sharing with each of us. So so stay tuned. You know, William, humans have or have been fascinated with life in outer space. Yeah. Uh, and, and particularly looking for signs of some sort of life from, uh, from beings from, from outer space. Uh, so there, there's always any excitement when, when supposedly some form of communication or some signals come, um, from, from outer space. Yeah. Uh, last year, uh, USA Today, uh, reported in February last year, that for the first time scientists detected a radio signal from outer space that repeated at regular intervals. Okay. Uh, the series of fast radio bursts uh, or short-lived pulses of radio waves that came across uh, from across the universe were detected about once an hour for four days and then stopped only to start up again 12, 12 days later. Wow. Um, this year, been earlier this year, uh, CNN reported uh, on a transmission that was originating from Proxima Centauri, which is the closest star to our own. Uh, this was actually reported by the British newspaper The Guardian in December. The source of the story, however, is not a scientific one, but instead it seems to have been leaked by an anonymous source. Right. The claim of an intercepted signal if it turns out to be truly sign of extraterrestrial intelligence, would be one of the most momentous discoveries of all times. But first and foremost, it is important to note that astronomers think that it is highly unlikely that this signal is caused by space aliens trying to communicate with us. Okay. Uh, so there's this real fascination with um, getting some signal, some message 
from uh, from outer space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But William, we actually have a message, if you like, from outer space already. We right. we have a message from God, and it's obviously what we refer to as as the Bible. Okay, yes, um, the Bible, and uh, we we have that as 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 the Word of God. Um, it tells us that all Scripture, Second uh, Timothy, tells us that all Scripture is God breathed or inspired, yep. divinely inspired by God. Uh, so we we in a sense already have. Uh, have this incredible message. We, we have the the Bible, um, and that message begins right there with the opening words, the opening words of the Bible. In yeah, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So we find right from the outset, it it, it just declares, states uh, that there is a God. Uh, doesn't in try to just prove him, uh, but it, it indicates that, that he clearly exists and that he, he create, that he's a creator, that he's a creator of the universe who made our planet and then he communicated to, to humans. This God we, we discover as we, as we read and learn it got, came down to our planet and became one of us. He, he came down in person yep. in the form of Jesus Christ. Who came to reveal to us exactly what God uh, is like, and He came and He showed us, and we discover, and we've we've looked at this that God is love, and He shows us uh, how how to live. Okay, but the, the question that we're really wanting to to sort of zero in on more, William, is: Does God have a particular message for our time? When we look at the Bible and we see it as as God's uh, a message to humanity. Yep. Beyond that, the general message of the Bible, beyond the general message that, yes, there is a God who loves us and wants us to know him, is there some message that is specific to our times, to us living in the 21st century? I think of the, uh, the, the story of the, the Titanic. Yeah. Uh, you may have um, seen the famous movie yeah. uh, some, <laughs> some years back now. Uh, the t- the Titanic one was one of the largest sh- ships ever built, you know, the most famous ship yep. back at that time, and um, it had uh, it said uh, there was huge fanfare and um, had some of the most rich and famous people on on board that ship for its maiden voyage, right? And uh, huge expectations. Um, there was so much confidence in this amazing, amazing vessel. So much so that uh, one of the deckhands boasted, apparently, that even God could not sink the ship. Right. <laughs> and yet, of course, as we know, um, on its maiden voyage, it never made it at all. Mm. Um, it struck an iceberg and it sank. And sadly, hundreds of lives were lost. Yep. I want us to consider, as we think of the Titanic... Could the story of the Titanic be an example of impending danger to our planet? Could it be that the Titanic, in a sense, could represent planet Earth? Mm. And uh, could it be that our planet is facing a, 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 a Titanic uh, challenge to its very future? Mm. You know, thinking people... 
are sensing that we are living in really interesting, significant yep. times. Uh, they they recognise that there is a real impending danger. People see issues such as whether it be climate change mm-hmm. or even this current ongoing COVID pandemic. Uh, they they see global inequality, etc. And they're asking questions: What is happening? Can our planet keep going on yeah. as it is? What does the future hold? That's right. These these are the, these are things that people people are sensing. Uh, a little bit, yeah. Perhaps it. We we could see that the Titanic is almost like a a, a picture, an example of where our planet could mm. be heading. On the Titanic, interestingly enough, um, as we indicated, people people assumed it was safe as anything. Yeah, that there would be no issue whatsoever, and. Uh, that that reminds me of what the Bible says in First Thessalonians chapter five, and I'll read this: First Thessalonians chapter five. Yeah, uh, what does it say? Well, even from from uh, verse two, it says, "You yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord comes as a thief in the night. For when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them as labour pains upon a pregnant woman." Right. So, the Bible uh, gives. Here, a picture that whilst whilst people might be thinking peace, safety, everything's okay. Life. Another way to to, to express this, William, is to 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 think that life is going to continue going on as normal here mm. on planet Earth. Uh, it'll be fine. We, we, we'll be okay. That yeah. was the sentiments of the people on the Titanic too. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, but it says there when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes. Uh, the Bible gives us a warning here, uh, and uh, in that warning, though, we can understand though that we we don't have to be destroyed. We don't have to uh, we don't have to perish. Yeah. Th- there's an interesting thing, William, that when we look through 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 the Bible, before any major event, God has always sent a message, right? A special message. Of warning before any major event. Okay. Now, for example, we see that uh, way back before the worldwide flood, God sent a message through Noah. The Bible tells us he preached for 120 years. That's right. Uh, before the 10 plagues came upon Egypt and wreaked devastation, um, before those plagues came upon Egypt and uh, and led to God's powerful deliverance of the Israelites, his people, out of Egypt, he, God had sent a message through Moses, yep. through Moses, who, who, who went initially to, to, to Pharaoh. Uh, think of another event. Before the Jews were taken off into Babylonian captivity, God sent a message of warning through, through actually through a number of prophets. Uh, there wasn't just one message. Jeremiah, the prophet, was one of the main ones, yes. Yeah. And uh, he had a number of uh, messages and uh, he, he, he gave a number of warnings uh, to the people to repent, to turn back to God, to reform their ways, uh, to, to come back to the Lord, etc. And if they sure. wouldn't, that they would be taken off into captivity. There, sure. there, there were repeated warnings that Jeremiah gave, but he wasn't the only one. There, there were a number of them. Uh, and then we think 
most significantly, before the first coming of Jesus to this world, before his coming down here to this earth, there was a special message to prepare the world for his coming. And uh, we we find that that actually alluded to, uh, uh, let me just... um, share very briefly but it, it's the last literally the last words of the old testament malachi chapter chapter four okay. um and um there it says uh malachi chapter four verses five and six behold i will send you elijah the prophet before the great and awesome day of the lord comes uh and he will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to their fathers lest i come and strike the land now it, it, it's it's talking here about elijah the prophet coming now, William, you'd remember, um, fast forward from this time, uh, John the Baptist appears preaching yes. at the Jordan, and uh, one of the things that they thought, that who they thought he was, was, was they Elijah. thought he was Christ. Yeah. Um, and he came and he, he, had, he preached the message of, of repentance. Um, and he came and he was preparing the way mm-hmm. for the Lord. Uh, and he was the one that, that was preaching and, and baptizing and then actually said, when he saw Jesus himself appear, he says, Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. But, That's right. So what we've seen in, those example, in all these examples so far, William, is that before any major event... God sends a special message. Yeah. Would it not make sense then that God has a special message for us today? Certainly, yeah. Absolutely. Now, interestingly, with the, the example, uh, with the story of the, of the ship Titanic, uh, one of the leading men on board that ship on that, that, uh, that fateful night yeah. before, it, before it sank, one of the leading men actually had received a warning message from another ship ahead about icebergs. Okay. It changes the whole and uh, tragically story, yeah. They didn't heed the warning. So yeah, I'd like to clearly suggest to us that yes, we do have a message for us today. Uh, we do have a message in the Bible uh, that 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 can spare us. Yeah, I just want to just add in there, um, Pastor Joseph, because I know that the rest of our presenters this week, they're going to really unpack this idea of, of God giving a message and giving, uh, the people of, uh, in our day and age, ample time and mm. an opportunity yes. uh, to hear this message. And, and I just think, can't, I can't just help but just, just touch on the, the, the character of God in, in, you know, as you were sharing all those stories, Joseph, I was just thinking, right. like, why? Mm. Why would God uh, give people warning? You know, if God is this sovereign God. He doesn't need to send memos before he does things. <laughs> he doesn't need to alert his creation. Mm. But it, it kind of touches on, on, a, on, a, on, the, on the nature of God and, and, his, and his character. And, and if you're listening tonight, you know, we're in for a treat this week because our, the rest of our presenters, uh, this week, um, are they're just going to unpack this idea of, of this idea of knowing the future and this idea that, that God predicts the future in advance mm. and without taking away from our speakers. But I just wanted to plant that seed yeah, that, yeah. that God is actually revealing himself in the very fact that he can, uh, pre-warn the, you know, in these different contexts that you mentioned, Joseph. Yeah, yeah, exactly. About uh, these 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 events that were to transpire. Well, yeah, the, 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 
there, there is here in, in Amos chapter 3, verse 7, okay. very important and significant words here, William. Uh, it says this, For the Lord God does nothing without revealing his secret to his servants, the prophets. Okay. So God will never do anything without revealing it. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it, that's his nature, his character, it, 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 at love he he wants he wants people to know so they can be prepared yeah. so they can be spared so they uh, w- we don't have to face what ended up happening like with the titanic um and uh we will see exactly as as you're alluding to that um god has revealed that and uh we can be prepared for what's coming ahead uh it sure. tells us even what's coming ahead and then there's a message for us to get prepared for that that's the beauty yeah. of of, so, of our god so god's as that text just said, Amos three seven. See, God actually, I love that word, reveal. Yeah. And you know, too often, Joseph, as you would know in your ministry and mine, that 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 sometimes people think that that God can't be found. That somehow He's hiding Himself. Somehow He's this elusive, you know, uh, deity that does not want to be directly involved. Yeah. yeah. But these verses, what you're saying tonight, what we're mm. going to discover this week is uh, really the diametric opposite. The God's, you're saying tonight, and what we're proposing to our listeners this evening, this week, is does God have a message? We're saying emphatically, yes, he does. Yes, yes. And, and here is God saying, I'm going to show you something. I'm going to reveal these things to you. And I think the the practical, I guess, if you would, uh, relevance is, hey, if you're listening tonight and you may not be a supposed believer or Christian or you may not feel that, you know, that you are intellectually you know, in terms of the Bible and all of it, you know, it's a big book to comprehend and to read, right? And to kind of flip through these pages going, what, what's God doing in my world? I look on the TV and I see COVID pandemics. I see lockdowns. I see, you know, political wars between various countries. Like in the midst of that, um, you're saying, and what we're proposing to our listeners, Joseph, is, is that God in the midst of this chaos and uncertainty, that he is giving a very clear, distinct message. And uh, Isaiah forty six uh, adds to that. Oh him. yes, yes, yes. Uh, God, God actually says here. Remember the former things of old. For I am God, and there is no other. I am God, and there is none like me. And then he says this, declaring the end from the beginning. Oh wow! All right. Okay. He declares the end from from the beginning, yeah. and from ancient times, things not yet done. Okay. God is the one, as we saw in Amos, who reveals his secrets. God is the one here in Isaiah, it says, that who actually declares the end from the beginning. He knows the future. He's the only one that that, that, that knows the full picture. Yeah. And he reveals it so that we can be prepared for what's coming ahead, which is marvelous. That's a pretty powerful text. I mean, that, that text you just read. Because, you know, you and I, we can't predict the future. No. You know, uh, I, we wish we would when the, the lotto comes around. <laughs> Not that we gamble or anything, but but there is a sense of power, yeah. and I think that's why these you know fortune tellers of some of these you know dodgy fortune tellers who you know asking people for all their life savings to predict the future through you know however means you know all these mediums whatnot. They're trying, I guess. In let, let's just be open here. They're trying to do something that is totally of a supernatural origin to predict the future. Yeah. And what you're saying, what you've just read, Joseph, is God actually says that he could actually predict the end from the beginning. He could see the end from the beginning. He's, that's powerful. He's the only one. That's exactly right. Yeah.
Uh, so, so William, God does have a message for us. Uh, it, it's actually an end time message, and it is a message. Um, and people might say, "Well, okay, well, what's the message?" Let me tell you what it is. It's found in the last book of the Bible. That's that's the book of Revelation. Uh, that's where it's found. Revelation uh, 14. I want to take us to there, and we're going to look at this message um, before we finish today. Well, just hold that thought right there, Pastor Joseph. We're going we're gonna to jump into the book of Revelation when we get back. Let's just turn our attention to some music, and then we'll be back with you in just a tick. Today is the final events of Bible Prophecy DVD. 
exploring what the Bible says about the future and other topics you've heard of, like the rapture, the second coming, and many more. This DVD is available in several languages, including Mandarin, French, Spanish, and Portuguese. To get your free Final Events DVD, go to faithfm.com.au forward slash offers or call us on 1-800-FAITH-FM. That's 1-800-324-843. And welcome back. You are listening to Faith FM Drive Time BQ&A with myself, Pastor Will Mawala. And today our co-host is Pastor Joseph Matichich. If you're just tuning in, Pastor Joseph is the General Secretary for the Seventh-day Adventist Church here in South Australia. Just before we dive in again, uh, just want to offer that free book offer again uh, for our viewers, our listeners. Uh, we'd like to offer you a free resource, uh, Pastor Mark Finley's book, Hope for Troubled Times. It is a fantastic book dealing with how we could have uh, peace of mind during this crazy world we live in with the corona pandemic. And I love this little statement at the back here. Pastor Mark says that fear is an emotion, faith is an attitude, and focus is a choice. So if you want to grab a free copy of Hope for Troubled Times, why don't you text us your name and your address to 0488-880-811. Again, that's 0488-880-811. This week we are taking as our theme God's message for today. And today we're asking the question, does God have a message for our time. So just before we went to a break, I had to cut <laughs> Pastor Joseph mid-flight because he was jumping into the book of Revelation. Now he's going to pick it up for us on this home stretch t- uh, today. So Pastor Joseph, why don't you pick up where you left off? We are talking before the break about God in Isaiah 46, knowing the end from the beginning. So God has a message for us indeed. Yeah, God certainly does. And God has had a, a special message Every time just before a, a significant event, God has had a message and he sent a message to his people. Absolutely. And um, people today are sensing that something's happening, something's coming up. Uh, others are worried and wondering how how much longer can our planet even even last. And it would make sense and, it, and that there is a message from God and there is. Uh, there is a special message for our time in which we, we are living now. And it is found in the last book of the Bible, in the book of Revelation. All right. Revelation 14, verses 6. 6 to 12 and um, that message uh, let, let, let me read uh, read it, it actually is in, in a few parts it's a few parts uh, starting in verse 6 it says I saw another angel flying in the midst of heaven having the everlasting gospel to preach to them that dwell on the earth to every nation, kindred, tongue and people All right. saying with a loud voice Fear God and give glory to him, for the hour of his judgment has come, and worship him that made the heavens, the earth, the sea, and the fountains of water. That's the first part of the message. All right. Uh, it, it, that, it's depicted, uh, symbolized by an angel flying, carrying it, and then we will see that there's a, a second angel and then a third one. Um, okay. Uh, there, it, it's, it's interesting, a few things we notice here, uh, William, um, that... Um, that this 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 passage uh, it says there that he says with a loud voice. Right now, that phrase "loud voice" in the original, okay. uh, in the Greek, uh, is the, the the word megaphone. Now, okay, anyone even you don't even have yeah, to know Greek I, to to recognise <laughs> what that sounds like. Yeah. Megaphone. Megaphone, that's right. Yeah. And so this is a message that's being broadcast, uh, loud, to be broadcast and shared loud, loud and clear. Um, so it's not just. Not just a silent, uh, you know, 
small, you know, message type communication in one little dot of the world. It's, no. it's going everywhere. That's that's it. That, well, it's going. And, and just on that, I was going to say this a little bit later, but let, let's bring it out now, so we don't don't miss that point that you've said, um, because it says that he's flying in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach to them that dwell on the earth, to every nation, kindred, tongue, and people. This is a massive message that is to go to everywhere. This is uh, truly uh, an international. And an interdenominational message, William. All right. You want to say that one more time for our listeners? This is an international. International, yeah. And an interdenominational wow, message. okay. This, this is for everybody. This is everyone. And um, and this is a message for you and I. Right. Are we going to heed it? So let's look at this message. What is this message? Well, it begins with the the everlasting gospel. Okay. What's the gospel? Literally, the word means Good news. Good news. That's right. And uh, the Bible always uh, so often ref- uses it in reference to the good news regarding what Jesus has done to save us from our sins. Beautiful. Uh, in its in its essence, the simplest form, the gospel is what Jesus did to come to die on the cross, rise again, uh, living for us, and we can be delivered from our sins, and we can have the hope of it, of, of, and the promise of eternal life. That's the gospel. That's the gospel. It's powerful. Now, it's called the everlasting gospel. Okay. Why is it called everlasting? Well, because uh, it's it's it we, we've been this we are saved in the same manner. Uh, all people have been saved uh, in the in the same same way. Okay. Um, whether they lived before um, before the cross or after, it's by faith. In, in Jesus Christ and what he has done. That's why it's the everlasting gospel. Okay. There's the same method of salvation for everyone. It's the sa- yeah, we all get to heaven on the same basis. Yeah. So to kind of, because we're asking a question tonight, Joseph, um, God does God have a message for us today? I'm kind of like putting two and two together, as you said, Revelation 14, everlasting gospel, gospel good news. Does God have a message for us today in our time? Yes, he does. And if I could just add that, um, it's good news. The message is good because yeah. you're saying that as we read Revelation, it's this worldwide message. Part of it is the, the everlasting good news. So that's pretty cool for us to ponder. And uh, especially if there's people listening tonight, um, because sometimes we think, you know, like some of those Old Testament scenarios, some of those stories, a lot of it, they were pretty, which we'll get out. You yeah. know, they, there's some very, um, Clear warnings That's to right. avoid certain, uh, you know, calamities. Exactly right. But on the flip side, it's a it's a message that brings good news in the person of Jesus. Exactly. That's, so that, that's yeah. pretty cool. I, yeah. I love that. And it's interesting, uh, William. If I'm going to share this uh, very briefly, yeah. Uh, this uh, this term here, everlasting everlasting gospel. It's worth noting that um, when a, a Roman Catholic scholar, actually, Ronald Knox, was translating the Bible into contemporary English, he included an interesting footnote for this verse. In okay. his translation, uh, he translates this phrase, everlasting gospel, he translated it as final gospel. Okay. And he added this footnote, final, literally eternal. He says, it is not clear why the gospel preached by the angel is so described, but the context suggests that it is the last call to repentance wow. which will be offered to men this side of eternity. Okay. Last call. That's yeah. pretty heavy stuff. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's a last call. Now, it, it, as you said, it's good news though. The, the, the good news is, is that yeah, if you 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 repent and come to faith in Jesus Christ, uh, you can have salvation. Uh, that's 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 the good news, um, and it's the last call. That would make sense. Because that call's been been going for centuries. Yeah. But this is kind of like the last call. Sure. That means things are wrapping up. Yeah. And as we're going to see, things are wrapping up. This world is going to end. But that's we're not going to get into that today. Uh, this it makes sense because this is the last. It makes sense that this is the last opportunity because after these these three angels' messages, after this 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 passage, William, mm-hmm. um, we the next scene that's described in Revelation. It's from verse fourteen. Is that of a harvest scene? Okay, a harvest scene. Now it's a, it's it's not a literal harvest. It's 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 symbolic language. Yeah. But we know um, harvest scene where it describes uh, uh, actually the Son of Man with a, a crown and his a, a sickle um, to 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 reap. Yes, yes. So yes. you know what what's all that about? Well. Uh, we know that um, in, in the Gospels it talks about that the harvest, uh, uh, there was one specific uh, story that Jesus told, the harvest is the end of the world. Amen. So this harvest scene, picturing Jesus with a sickle harvesting, that, that's portraying the end of the world. Uh, he's, he's coming. Right. So just before the end of the world, just before Jesus coming, guess what? We have this message. We have this message uh, or these components of these message messages. Yeah. Um, that's why this is the last okay. message, and um, that th- ties in really well with what that you quoted that scholar. Final call. We got chapter fourteen, six to twelve, three angels' messages. The second part of that chapter is would be Jesus coming with the sickle in his hand. That's right, implying symbolically this he's coming to gather his people. Exactly. So right. this is this is it. Like this is the message. That's it. That's going to all the world. And so this message uh, is uh, the everlasting gospel, as we mentioned. And then uh, looking at the components of the first angel, verse 7, Revelation 14, 7, fear God and give okay. him glory. Wow, that, that's a bit of a, you know, quite a strange thing to say, fear God. Um, yeah. <laughs> we're a bit of a no fear generation. Yeah. But uh, when the Bible says fear God, it doesn't mean to be scared or terrified of him. Um, when we look at it and compare it in other places through scripture, it, it, it means to respect God or, here's, here's a great way to understand it, take him seriously. Okay. Take God seriously. Uh, and then it, the next component of the message, because the hour of his judgment has come. Has come. Notice that. We are in the judgment time now, William. Okay. Which is why it makes sense to take God seriously. Yep. Uh, and then another component to this message, worship him who created the heavens, the earth, and seas, calls to worship God. William, uh, this, and then uh, the second angel talks about Babylon is fallen. Now, what's Babylon? Well, we're going to spend an entire show looking at that, so we okay. won't identify that today. Right. But then the third angel uh, in verse 9 says, if any man worships the beast or his image or receives the mark, he will re- uh, receive the wine of the wrath of God. Wow. Okay. That's that, going to that, be a big one. That, that's a bit heavy. We're going to look at what is the mark and the beast yep. and et cetera, et cetera. But essentially, the first angel is an invitation, William. The second angel is a warning. The third one gives the consequences. But let's remember, this is a global message and the last message to this world. So um, can you uh, recap that? I love how you this gave is, the word, the first angel's message, invitation. It is an invitation to everlasting gospel. 
Second, second one is a warning that Babylon has fallen. Babylon the third fall, yeah. one is a consequence if anyone worships okay. the beast. That's the final message. And, um, you know, in Amos, it says these words, prepare to meet your God. Wow. And God has given us a message to, to prepare him. Love that. Uh, because he is coming back for you and me. Let's pray together. God, we want to thank you that out of your great love, you have given us a message for this very time of Earth's history uh, that you revealed to us so that we can be prepared for what is going to come and that we can be, be, we can be saved. And we thank you for that. And I pray that for everyone out there listening that we will want to heed this warning message. And as we are here on Drive Time unpack this in the coming days and next weeks, um, may we heed this final warning message is my prayer in Jesus name. Amen. 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 Thank you for sharing that lovely uh, message from Revelation uh, Pastor Joseph. Well, listeners it looks like our time is up for today. I just want to thank you for joining myself, Pastor Will Mawala and my lovely co-host, Pastor Joseph Matitich on Drive Time Big Q&A. So please join us tomorrow and so we really look forward to seeing you guys tomorrow but until then, please remember the words of our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ who said these words, I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart, and the peace I give isn't like the peace the world gives. So don't be troubled or afraid.